0: Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I am the host, Q the Boss. Listen, today I got a very special topic, and I brought my boy out. And my guy right here, we do a lot of debating. And it's very productive debating because we talk about things that matter, especially in cultures or economics. You know, my guy's a very, very prominent guy, very a scholar, a guy that's done a lot of dope things in the community, that loves to give back. He is a very positive guy. I did not have to write a script to what to say about him. I know him personally. He's a good father, he's a good husband, he's a good man all around the board. You know, and I'm proud to know him ever since I've met him. He's been prominent in my life. He makes me think outside of my, my box. You know, sometimes he's challenging me for the worst, and we go at it. But I love it because it's very positive. But I'm going to let him introduce himself. And I want you guys to give a mean round of applause. You know what I'm saying? For my guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Tell him who you are, bro.
1: Mr. Rashawn Banjo, and thank you so much, King. I appreciate you. You know, uh... Oh, excuse me, make sure my audio is right. I uh, appreciate you and everything that you do um, and all the energy that you put out in the world uh, to make sure that everybody else uh, succeeds and, and, and moves into their positive light. But uh, my name is Rashawn Banjo. i president and CEO of Prolific Consulting Services. Um, prolific. Prolific, that's right. And uh, I also have a 501c3 nonprofit team, Create Far Rock Strong, that aims to empower our youth through athletics and entrepreneurship and also mentorship. So we're going to make sure that we... Uh, give back to the next
0: generation, make sure we make Fall Rockaway Queens better than the way we left it. So represent. So you know why? I brought him today, and um, today we was in the shop, and I said, you know what? I want you to come on our podcast today. And the reason why I wanted him to come today is because I felt like he can add a lot of sauce onto this conversation today. Today we're talking about our men on a decline. You know, our men on a decline. We're talking about this today. You know, a lot of our conversations is about why the a society, society in itself is not moving forward. What's the issues, you know, whether socially, whether economically, we talk about these things. So I want to ask you as a man to another man. And when I say man, I don't give that title away. I don't care. A person cannot tell me he don't take care of his kids and call himself a man. A person can't put his family in a better position and call himself a man. A person can't make sacrifices and tell me that he's a man. A person cannot, uh, uh, from a totality standpoint, push his family into a, a better uh, mentality by leading by example. Let me say it like that. If I don't see a person like that, I, I definitely don't think that's a man. So now, my question to you is, do you believe that men are on a decline? And if so, and if not, why not? And if so, why so? Well, thank, thank you for
1: bringing me on for such a great conversation. I thought you brought me on because I just got my hair cut from Hughes Quality Cuts. Looking real that. fresh. I figured that you wanted to do an advertisement. but could have did that. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate being a part of this conversation because uh, you're right. Um, the aspects of being a man are on the decline. You know, um, what makes up being a man and being um, truly masculine really revolves around number of characteristics and morals. And what we see is a decay of a lot of those morals. Um, you and I spoke about being consistent um, a little while ago. And that is the high, high characteristic of being a consistent growing man or masculine figure in a family household. Agreed. And when you look at society's view on the man and the man in the household and how it's been reflected, we've depreciated that. And so the aspect of man is, one, very subjective right? There's no, no clear bar. And then two, you have so many pictures of men being emasculated. So now it doesn't have the same fervor. It doesn't have the same importance as God intended it to. God intended it for the man to be the head of the household and protecting and provide for the overall family. Agreed. And I think a society has tried, chipped away at what that looks like. And we see what we have as a result now.
0: You know, and what you're saying, I, uh, I, I, I totally agree, you know, and um. Sometimes when I when I sit back and evaluate a lot of men nowadays they tend to believe the fact that they can get intimate with a woman they feel like because they can um fight physically they can um they can be at a, a very uh, unleveled mentality as far as emotional distress but yet and still believe that their alpha is projected off of the fact that they can get physical I've met some of the most uh, I would say less physical men I've ever met in my life. Like, one of my guys here today, his name is Chris. He he runs the whole podcast. He's not a super physical guy, but he's very alpha. And the reason why I say alpha, he's he's quiet, but he leads with example. You know, he put his family, helped put his family in a better position to purchase a home. You know, these things are, so sometimes we look at the the super strength, and I'm like, I don't look at it like that. I look at it from a uh, leading by example. You know, uh, uh, um changing your mentality, the willingness to do different things, to, to become the quote-unquote king that we want to be looked at as, you know, by leading by example. So what would you say, you know, and I'm, I'm going to come back to that, is a reasoning other than we, we have to acknowledge that it, there is a mass incarceration. You know, I, there was for generations a mass incarceration. So what do you think the issue is why so many uh quote-unquote young men, have a different understanding from an older man of what a man is? Is, is, it, is it a generational disconnect or something?
1: I, I think so. I think you, you you point up a clear point. Um, we, we're living under the generation of uh, black and brown fathers, for the most part, being systematically, intentionally separated from the family. You know, if you have public assistance, everybody knows the story that – if you were uh, on public assistance, that you couldn't have a man reside in a home. Agreed. So those types of statutes and those types of ideologies are what permeates like what we think. And so when you have a generation of young men growing up under female leadership, and don't get me wrong, my sisters are strong, and they've stood in the gap, but what happens as a result of lack of visual male presence, you start to not have the ideals of what a man is supposed to be. Agreed. And it begins to get deteriorated over time and time, and you're still facing a societal face, especially again with black men, because I'm a I'm a man of color, where we're the the qualities of manhood is not permeated. Okay, want to say that when I play with my daughter and I put it on Facebook, I get a couple likes from families. But if I'm a rapper, if I'm talking about being with say, another, say that woman, one
0: more time. Say that one more time. You know,
1: if I'm if I'm playing, if I have a picture of my daughter, or if I'm. Emulating something of being a good father, I get a couple of likes from my family. But if I'm doing some rapper stuff or if I'm emulating something that's being negative or having three or four different women in the same photo as mine, I'm pretty sure I get thousands of likes because yeah. what it's looked like and what is advertised is that me being not a consistent man is advertised over me and being the consistent one. And so when we have more conversations like this and we visually represent what manhood looks like, I think that's when we start to give people what they need as far as the real skills to become the man that we expect them to become.
0: I agree 100%. You know something funny, like looking back as a man, right, quote unquote, or a young, young adult, I thought, and I was taught, and I'm not gonna say malicious, I'm not gonna say intent, I think didn't, they didn't know any better. So for me, it was like, yo, if you don't have a bunch of women, piggybacking off what you said, if you didn't have a bunch of women, you weren't looked at as a man. So for me, Growing up into my later days, I always thought like that. I genuinely thought that a man is supposed to have so many women, and you have to have multiple girls. And then then in my later days, I started realizing, I was like, we use a word, and a lot of men use this word, it's called pimp. I'm a pimp, I'm a pimp. But I thought the pimp allows the woman to make her decision. She chooses to be with the pimp, right? But if you are manipulating a woman to believe what you want her to believe, are you really a pimp or are you a liar? You know, for me, I started realizing like, wait, that is clearly a lie. You're saying what the person wants to hear ultimately get to get what you want. So is that truth? If I tell you I'm a carpenter, I tell you I can build you a whole new room. And when you come in the house, all I did was paint. Because that's all I really knew how to do was paint. So, am I really a carpenter or am I a painter? You know, and that's what I had to learn from being a man is being that word um, accountability. I feel like that, that's like a, a, a superpower. People that are accountable tend to be more, I, I would say, more inclined to become in, or to put themselves in better positions because they hold themselves accountable. I've noticed that word accountability. Is not um, really uh, emphasized as much as sh- it should be today. Because,
1: because if I don't want to interject. No,
0: no, it's perfect.
1: The definition isn't being explained. You, you, you're saying something, accountability, being responsible. If you're not given models of being responsible and accountable, then you do not understand what that word means. Say that again. If you've not demonstrated models of what being accountable and responsible is, you don't know what that means for my people who have single mother household, that mother that's coming in, that's working every day, that's accountability. That's responsibility. That's swag. That's flex. All right? Not the 10 second view of something shiny of a a Rolls Royce or or a necklace around your neck. The consistency that somebody gives to devote to someone else on account of love or appreciation, that's the things and qualities that needs to be kind of reflected in the honor. And I think us as men demonstrating that and being intentional about it, I tell my daughter, I love you on purpose in front of her friends so that black people and people of color understand that we love our kids. Yes. Okay? Yes. It's okay to love your kids too. And it's normal. And it's normal. And when we start making those things normal, I seen you today. A young brother came in the shop today. Hey, you said, what's wrong with you? And I thought he owed you money. But the young man didn't have on a coat and was freezing. And even I thought, like, okay, maybe he just hopped out of the car. But you know that he didn't get out the house with a coat. And you were concerned for him. Yes. And so when that level of understanding morality between young brother to older brother, between cousin and uncle, between nephew, all of that structure around male understands that we're here for each other, yes. I think that's when we start to change the tide to where we want to see things grow.
0: That, with that being said, I agree. I agree with that from a whole total. I agree with that. Everything you just said. You know, the, with going back to the young guy that walked in today, you know, um, fatherly instincts are real when you become a father. If you're really a father, you will always, and I will say this, fatherly instincts are real. If you are a father, there, it is impossible for me not to see that child vividly to the magnitude of what I see my son or perceive my son or daughter. I will always look at that person like wanting the best as I would want for my child. I have a village mentality. I believe that you should be the example that you want the the village to be. You know, rather than telling the village how to be, you should show the village. So for me, I'm concerned because it's like, look, I would hope that a man would take that same step towards talking to my son or daughter to give them another outlook on being uh, what an adult would tell a younger person. I would hope so. And, you know, I feel like um, with him, I'm pretty sure he may have heard it from his mother. But now hearing it from another person he may respect is like, yo, you know what? Q's right. You know, Q's right. My mother just said that to me. And then you had to tell him logistics. A walking pneumonia is real. And, you know, and I'm like, you have to understand. Now you're in the house coughing and hacking because you made a poor choice. I got sick two weeks ago. know, I was down for three days. And that's me coming out of the gym with a sweaty T-shirt thinking I'm sexy. You know, and I'm, I'm just gonna call it what it is. I'm thinking I'm sexy, you know, g- give it up to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I gotta be honest. But my sexiness ended up putting me in the bed for a couple of days. So ask me, was it worth it? No. You know, it pushed me back a couple of days as far as things I had to get done. You know, because again, I'm still human. So, like, here's my next question for you. As a father, as a man, as a, I will say an activist too. And the reason why I say activist, because my guy is actively really trying to help change the culture. And when I say culture, I'm talking about overall. Whether educated, undereducated, rich, poor, in between, he's definitely playing a, a, a very prominent role in trying to change the culture. One thing I will say, and I'm saying this as a man, I'm giving you flowers right now. One thing I loved about you is like, um, you were very adamant about going down to Atlanta to go to the... um. I'm let you say it. what is it again? Uh,
1: I think it was Invest Fest. For yeah, Invest Fest. Yep.
0: And the reason being is because one thing I and I will say about Rashad, he always talks about like-minded individuals, being around people, and uh, uh, always learning. And, and, and again, he's a scholar academically. In life, he's inclined as far as his credentials, but yet and still, he still speaks as a student. And to me, that's what makes you so strong as a king. And a, and as another brother, and I will say that as a brother, I'm giving him his flowers today because I feel like. He understands that even though I'm uh quote unquote inclined ac- academically, I'm I'm successful, I own my own home, I own my own businesses that are profitable. Profitable. You know, I've been able to to leave the workforce and create my own income. So that's why I say successful. You know, and he self-proclaimed, self-made, self-everything. Well, with God, of course, always intervening. We have to give God his glory. But In the same light, I would like to say that he always makes sure that he's still a student in life. So even though you're learning, you're very knowledgeable, you have credentials, you can always be a student. And that's one thing I will say as a man, I value you. And the the one thing he will say is, in my realm, in my world, we talk to each other with uh, concern. Because when when I speak with aggression, it's because of concern. My concern is attached to an emotion. My emotion is attached to the concern because I really care. When a person cares, sometimes we can be misconstrued as overly passionate. But in reality, when you really care about something, it's hard to not show it when you're a passionate person. like I'm passionate about helping fix how men treat women. I'm passionate about how the fathers are in a decline. I'm passionate about brothers not giving each other their flowers. I'm passionate about uh, not helping each other and, and reaching for the next sister. You know, I always say this line where I I believe that spiritually we're all brothers and sisters in the name of God. So I can't hurt my brother and expect uh, God to not punish me for hurting my brother. And I can't hurt my sister and expect God for not punishing me for hurting my sister. So as a man, what do you think are some requirements as as far as being a man? What do you think this is like there is no uh, uh, negotiation? This is a man. You know, give me some things that I know is a lot, but give me a couple of things. So,
1: yeah, you're right. That definition is really subjective. But you're right. We do have to have some, like, core definitions core so definitions. that we we can build around um, so that we have some level of consistency yes. and understanding. Yes. And I, I do want to give you your flowers, too, King. I appreciate um, that. You know, I want you to keep that same energy, right? Because you're right. You do come off rough. But some people need to hear that. Some people need to hear it in this kind of connotation that I kind of put it. Maybe I have a little. Smooth, very white voice. Very white, but, but people need to hear your Let's DMX voice, on. right? People need to see that same energy as pop, because that might relate to them. So yes. you keep your same energy, I appreciate right? It. I appreciate and that's it. why us combined of having the same message and this conversation is going to, you know, um, is going to resonate with some people, yes. because they're going to hear it from multiple different spaces. I agree. But going back to your answer and definition, it, it, I think I want to keep it as clear as possible, right? Um. When you talk about being a man and you talk about leading a household, right? Yes, yes. We have to look at what society is. Societies dictated that men and women is much different right now. But we want to talk about some core principles that are kind of based in the Bible, right? Yes. Religious, but also around success. Yes. And I want to go around some of the things that we talked about. So we talked about consistency, right? Yes. Um, a, a trait of a successful man is about them being consistent, right? Consistent towards building and being building skills yes. that help um, build their family and the communities around them. That's yes. one. Yes. Um, a man also um, has a level of authority. And when I mean authority, it's not commanding. It's about um, being a decisive decision maker in times of either trouble, emergency, or where we have to um, take charge. Yes. And and that doesn't mean overstep. That means in times where our experience is knowledgeable, we assist that and we how to act Right. So, okay. so, so we're there. So we're, we're the decision makers. We're also meant to provide, right? The Bible says that we are the providers and that has a very different of definition, right? In some cases right now, women earn more money than the men. Yes. So my providing may be energy for the family outside of finances. Agreed. My providing might be picking up those kids, washing those dishes, getting those clothes, Agreed. right? That's a man still. Yes. Cause he's consistent. And he's building traits that build and help to support the family. So so there's a provider, right? And then there's a a safety safety measure, right? A protector of the family, right? That is also change in nuances as well because our women are strong, right? But a man still holds the responsibility of protecting and protecting not only the physical, but protecting the spiritual, the emotional, um, and the metaphysical, right? Whatever that definition means to you. And I think there's also an alignment to a higher cause. A man also understands his place and understanding that there's still more to learn and more to gain. Yes. You know, once a man decides that he earns and loans it all, that man has now become an idiot because he's been closed off to any type of learning. So your role is to kind of continue to prove or move your family towards God. And my role, that's my that's my role in my religion, Agreed. is to move my family closer to God. And, you know. Everybody can use work in that, myself included. Of course, but we all, we all. that's that's my work. And if you your, your your basis is not religious, then it's still some work as far as moving your family towards what that higher order is.
0: I agree 100%. So
1: those are some tenets that I think that we can all agree that that move what a man or a masculine energy is. And I think we can kind of add to that what our uh, whatever our experience of substance is, but we can at least agree that those are basics that all men or all masculine energy should provide.
0: You know, you know what's funny? Um, somebody, somebody just wrote on um Miss Nor Asquad. and she said, Where are these men? And I and I, and I want to just say this. Honestly, you know, for years, society has made us look at people based on the way they look. We didn't overly value the mentality, we didn't overly value the consistency, we didn't overly value the overall nature of a person. We started looking at the looks. And the looks became the reason and why I feel like so many women have ran into like like bad, dead-end men. And I will say this again. Society in itself started overvaluing looks. And this is with men too. Let me not make it just a woman or a man thing. Society started telling us that the person supposed to look a certain way, that's supposed to be my wife. The person supposed to be, to look a certain way, that's supposed to be her husband. See, the thing about looks is Loyalty don't look a certain way, it's an action. Honesty doesn't look a certain way, it's an action. Being consistent don't look a certain way, it's an action. Because if you look at all the great characteristical traits, whether fat, skinny, tall, short, it never has a consistency. Is the overall nature of the person. So sometimes we overvalue what people look like opposed to what they are. You know, what I've learned is I don't force people to fit in my life. Either you do or you don't. And either way, I accept it. And the reason why I accept it, because the red flags get raised, because that's God telling me something. Every time something is not in my life anymore, it was never meant to be. But we force it. Like, as a man, right? I don't force good friendships because I'm a very blunt person. As Rashad has come to learn about me, we're like a yin and a yang, but we both get the same message across. And I will say that. He is more subtle. I'm more rah, rah, rah. And the reason why I'm rah, rah, rah is because, like, I realized, like, okay, the other day we are having a conversation, not with him, but with another guy. He said to me, we're talking about vices. And when the word vice means bad habits, you know, but you can also have good vices. You know, good vices is saving. Good vices in investing. Good vices, you know, spending time with your children. That could be a vice. You know, but a lot of us have absorbed so many bad vices that we don't see that we're the overall reasoning for why our lives are not becoming full circle to the magnitude of what we want. So the guy asked me yesterday, he said, Q, how do you approach things? I said, anytime it's a vice, you have to stop cold turkey. Because if that means you really want to change... I mean, you got to just do it. He said to me, he feels like you're supposed to do it in incre- increment stages. And I said, I think you can do like going to the gym. I think we, we put in uh, uh, the, the, the certain things with, with, that don't match. You know, that's in a different box. We're talking about the overall bad things about you that's hindering you. You know, the constant uh, uh, um, willingness to get up for work. The always wanting to leave, that's a bad vice. The always not saving, that's a bad vice. Especially when you can look at so many different lenses in other people's windows and you get to see the reason why they haven't reached levels. you know, But changing the things about oneself in the world that we can change opposed to changing the world is the best way. Most people want to change the world, but you have to work on oneself because the world is always going to be the world. You know? And I will say that we have to work on oneself. Again, we have to work on oneself because the world will always be the world. No matter what you say, We cannot change how the world thinks, how the world behaves, how the world acts, but I can control the environment of people I'm around. I can control the places I go and I can control the things I do. Why? Because if I consider myself a lion, why am I hanging out with sheep? You know, for me, I'm around what I feel is what I am. I only deal with alpha men. And when I use the term alpha, I mean, one who leads by example. To me, an alpha is not one who's willing to throw fist to cuffs. An alpha, to me, that's, that's, that, that could be a part as far as protection, but that's not the natural first go to. Grab your shield and sword when I can have a conversation. I've met some alpha men who have never had a fight in their life, and they're very alpha. I've met some alpha men who don't raise their voice, and they're very alpha. Self-control as a man is the best thing I think a man can learn is self-control, how to control oneself. So, you know, like dealing with a lot of youth, you know, because he's an educator for years. What did you see? Did you see like a lot of insecurities in a lot of the, like, like a lot of men these days? I, I think, again, I, I think what I saw
1: in uh, my experience of education was a lot of what I saw as far as the generational shift that are out of homes that were predominantly ran by single mothers. And so you had a lot of uh, young men like starving for some type of male attention. And I think that's why I even got into education because, you know, I looked visually like um, them. And so we created relationships and bonds that other educators couldn't. And so every young man wants to experience what love is from a father and every young woman needs to have that, love of a father to understand the proper relationships. Yes. So so all children kind of yearn for that. And I think we have really hurt a, a, a large group of people by make, not making that prevalent in our communities. Agreed, agreed. Um, and making sure that men stay responsible, stay, stay home, or at least if the relationship doesn't work, you find an amicable way to still be a, a, a viable person in your child's life, because that's really important. But I did want to go back to the sister that says something about where the where the men are.
0: And uh I will say this before you say that. Oh, okay. yeah. Guys, run these likes up. Let's get some more love on this channel. Like, come on, run these likes up. We out here giving you some very dope content. I think we should get our flowers. The way you give us our flowers is giving us our like. And how you give us our likes is you simply tap the screen. Tap the screen. Let's get these likes. If y'all loving the content and y'all rocking with us, let's say Mr. Rashad, cue the boss, I'm, I'm rocking with you. So I want to show y'all the love because we could be, like he said earlier, be on here talking about something unproductive and, and negative. We could be pushing the, the men against women, women narrative, but we're actually sitting here talking about something that a lot of men I feel should hear because not everything is always a negative. You know, sometimes giving in voicing your opinion, people tend to look at it like, yo, it's a bad thing. But we're actually trying to Fix the culture. We're not trying to bring more bad awareness to the culture. But let me give you back your, your 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 space to say what you were saying. I'm sorry.
1: You should title. You should title it like "How to Get Ten Thousand Chicks in One Day" or something like know. that. If you, if, look, if I that's title it, that's how you do it. How to how you do get it. ten thousand like,
0: women in a day? And that's it. I'll have go, tons of views. Go viral, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always say to myself, like, look, I'm a very versed person, and I'm pretty sure, based on my experience, I feel like I'm very versed. I understand finances. I understand relationships. I understand parenting understanding entrepreneurship. You know, I've done a lot of different... I wore a lot of hats. Let me just say, I wore a lot of hats. Some of them not by choice. Some of them by just life. You know, and um, I try to voice my opinion in a positive way, you know, because it's always easy to look at the negative in anything. Because that's what the world want me to do. Sometimes in life, you got to look at things like this. Let's say it's raining, right? Rather than me saying, oh, my God, it's raining. Why don't I say... My grass got water for free today. You know, looking at the little things in life will ultimately bring you to a bigger mindset. We tend to look at always the negatives in everything. Sometimes I look at some women who complain about fathers and men not being men. But in reality, sister, you may have known that man wasn't a man the day you met him. But yet and still, you believe that you could make that man something that he wasn't. Ooh, talking good. You know, and let's stop throwing the title around man. I stand here with my guy right here and say, this is a man. I stand here with the guy in front of me and say, that is a man. And I'm saying that as a man. Again, just because you are grown and have a penis do not make you a man. It's a level of, like, like that, that's just a, 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 a sex. Like, you're a, that's your gender in your birthright. You were born a boy, you, she was born a girl. But a man is an earned title. A woman is an earned title. In order for me to earn the title of a man, I cannot be still doing boyish things.
1: I got. I got to go back to what that sister was saying. Yes, let's get it. So she was saying, "We're all these good men," and well, I. am curious I, too. I hear a lot. I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And and one thing I have to, you know, I apologize for you sisters. You, you you have a struggle on your hands because what you've done over the past fifteen to twenty years is you've made a conscious effort to invest in yourselves, and what that's done is made you. Um, more economically stronger, more educated, and in m- in many cases more confident than many black men at the same ages and stages that you are so I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to do some work and what I mean by work is you're gonna have to not take the easy route. It might not be an app that gets you the man that you that you that you thought right It may not be social media that gets you the quality man that you th- you think you deserve. It may be those places that Grandmama used to tell you about that you you need to be back a part of. You're not, you need to be back in the church, maybe. Right? You need to find... Thank you. Put God first. All right? Maybe it's doing things that made you look more feminine to the man that you're looking to attract. So maybe it's, you know, learning or being a part of some cooking chores or, 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 or learning how to cook or doing those things that... I wouldn't say classic women because that's a bad term, but those long traditional? traditional women. Because if you're looking for some of the traditional qualities in a man, you should demonstrate some of those traditional qualities in a woman. And then you, you, you start to attract the man in which you're worthy for. But if you're brunching every Sunday, all right, if you're living your best life, right, $1,000 bags, then the man that you think that you should earn is not going to be attracted because he's going to think that you have everything
0: you need already. He's not going to see you as a uh, he's not going to see you as a long stay. None. He might see you as a short stay. Absolutely. And a, and a lot of women I hate to say this and I don't want to diss my sisters, but please I tell everybody on this live right now don't take anything personal. It's just us telling us our, our opinion based as being men. And again, he didn't say that to maliciously assassinate a female at all. Sometimes we have to understand we have to be less um uh, quote-unquote, uh, sensitive to reality. You know, a lot, a lot of uh, the women nowadays, they speak like this, and I hate to say this, the, the way you speak will become the way you think. You know, and I will say this again. A lot of my sisters, a lot of my brothers, the way you speak is the way you will think. And why I say that is because, let me say that one more time. The way you speak is the way you will think. So to my sisters that say stuff like, I don't need a man. Why would a man ever take you serious when you already said, I don't need a man, right? So the natural man that we, we say, we're talking about men. Men like to be needed. Correct. And by you saying you don't need a man, you're basically telling him he's not worthy enough to be with you. And then another thing I've noticed is we talk about the economics. They say 4 to 6% of black men make $100,000, right? So that mean out of 100, 96% of these men don't. So by saying you want these high-earning men, you basically, you didn't say you want a man that loves you, that's consistent, that's willing to accept you for you and build with you and honor you. and You, you, you didn't you say put, none of that. No, you put the finances over all of those things, which is crazy. But
1: And that filters half of the men yes, that fit your criteria, that are eligible for you, that want to give you some of the things that you say that you want.
0: Agreed. And now look at the logic. With you saying that 96% of men aren't good enough for you you rather, you have a very small pool of men based on your criterias of what you believe the man you should have is or should be. And that's a problem in itself. You know, when you look at life like that, you're already told most men that they're not even worthy. And the sad part is the average man do not, and I want to get this on record, the average men do not start hitting their financial strides to their late 30s, 30s early 40s. 40s. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for the young girls who are looking for these guys who aren't scammers, who aren't rappers, who aren't athletes, who aren't entertainers, to make these kind of economical strides, you're talking about a very, 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 very low percentage of guys who are legally 25 years old making over 100000 who are legally 28 years old or making a hundred thousand, who are legally thirty years old making a hundred thousand dollars. You know, that's a very small amount because when you look at it, statistics show, would you say, Rashard, that's true that the average man starts making his financial uh peaks at thirty-five up and forties. Absolutely. You don't find
1: your career till probably your late twenties, early thirties. Yes. And the top and you know, to expand upon that point. We're not saying depreciate your value. No, we want you to stay as high value as possible because you're queens. It's just that if that young man is striving and struggling and finding his way, then maybe the same investment that we're asking for, we may need. We may need that investment in us. We may yes. need that time in yes. us to grow. Yes. you know, I got to give my wife her flowers because although I might have looked very attractive as a basketball player, there was a couple years. Well, I wasn't a play, basketball player wasn't anymore, good guys. And, I no and I was figuring it out. for no reason. It was figuring it out. Don't worry, I'm, <laughs> I'm still good for ten and ten in any park. But my, what I'm saying is, you know, we have to look at investing in relationships just as much as we looked at investing in our careers or our degree. You know, and I'm saying this to my black men, right? If we can't have this conversation and just be one sided. You, you have to humble yourself. Yes, you do. And my women that are going to school and getting themselves right, you need to be right in stride with them, yes. right? And it doesn't mean that you got to get a degree, but you need to earn a trade. You need to figure something out. You need to be a part of some apprenticeship. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, the, the, that's the working that I think the black family needs to have. And I think once we start to see themselves, ourselves in that light that we can grow together, those families no
0: relationships. get strong. I will say this too. And, and, and I want this. A lot, a lot of the women, right, their first dates, they ask for things like Philippe Chow's, uh, um, these very high-end, expensive restaurants, right? I say this. Before a man is intimate with a woman, right, a woman has more control over that man in that particular moment. Would you agree? When a man intimately, like, he really wants her. yeah, yeah. I think what a woman should do, yes. The
1: courting process.
0: Yes, in the courting process, she has a lot of power. She could make him do things that he may not do after the intimacy happens. Right? I think, personally, the first date between a man and a woman should be at a therapist. And I say this I, I honestly. It's like, a low copay. It's like $15. Yes. I think, <laughs> I think your, first, your first session should be with a therapist. I feel like a lot of people in my culture, I'm gonna say it straight up, we tend to look at therapy as a bad thing. And the sad part is, a lot of people need therapy. I'm an I'm a, I'm a, uh, advocate for therapy. I've, I've, I've taken therapy myself. I didn't know certain things about myself. For those who agree with the therapy thing, let's run these likes up, run the likes up, run the likes up. We need to start pushing people to psychologically get cured. It's one thing to walk around looking like a healthy being but it's another to mentally be distressed. A lot of people look very healthy. Why? Because he's 6'5". He's, he's a decent look. I don't sell no man look good to me. So yeah, a good looking guy, right? <laughs> you know, I'm a good looking guy. I look healthy. But one thing that is not transparent is the human brain. No one knows the traumas that's behind that brain. See, I watched an episode about a, a, CTE, a CTE, right? And, and for me to watch this, the traumas the brain has taken is it, it, shown after they've done their, uh, their reports of all the hits, all the abuse. It's the same magnitude, but we're going to call it PTSD, right? And it's the same traumas that brain has taken that they've stored in the back of their mind that we cannot see because behind a crazy person is a person that looks sane,
1: you know? Yeah, you're talking good. I think mental health is, is, is actually something that we, we, we just now really approaching as people of color, and we need to take it more seriously. Yes. Um, I've been to therapy as well. I think it's really healthy, just like going to the doctor and getting a checkup. I agree. So um, I'm an advocate. i still, I still learning how you know, some of these emotions and really affect us. But I do know that as a people, we're traumatized. If you're black in America, you've been traumatized. Um, if you're really black, if you're assigned to being a part of the culture, you've been traumatized. And I think we need to understand that in order to be part, of, be that be part of the healing process and us being, you know, strong moving forward.
0: Yes, you know, you know, you know, like um, I was watching a, a episode of um, I'm a very, very, very fan. I don't care what nobody say of Will Smith. You know, we could talk about how he smacked Chris Rock, whatever, whatever. In his mind, at that moment, I truly believe that all the trauma boiled up to that very moment to the point where he got out of character. That's what I genuinely believe. I think Will Smith hit his trigger or his, his his moment of I can't take anymore, you know. And and I truly believe that Will Smith only behaved that way because he hit his point where it was like I had enough, you know. I had enough, you know. They poked him enough, you know. It's like a joke. You're playing with his family, you're playing with his emotional space. You you're playing with every aspect of, you know, the man that he truly believes that he is. And I don't call him the man or not. I don't know him personally, so I would never speak on a man I don't know personally. But for me, you know, when I look at Will Smith, right, and growing up financially, to the, he's, he's, he's been in his, his, for the most part of his life, he's been financially stable, right? He has his early traumas, and it may affect him. Like, you know, one thing I always saw, and a lot of people didn't know, let's just say a woman didn't grow up with a father, right? She'll tend to date looking for love that she never endured. But the one thing that men don't acknowledge, there are men that do the same thing. They look for love from women for the mothers they lacked. There are tons of men who lack the learning or or, or the understanding of love because they never had those loving mothers. And I see it with my own too. I'm actually going through a friend right now that I'm talking to. And I'm not a therapist. I can't prognosis, this diagnose. I can't. But I can state the obvious. You're choosing a person that's making you comfortable and because they're showing you love because of the fact that your mother didn't show you the love you felt like you should have been shown. I'm going to take it a step further. Yeah. I, I think there's men, and there's a large piece
1: of our generation of men that have been shown love by their mother but just want it replicated by their, by their companion, by their girlfriend. They want the same level of Financial stability. Agree. They want the same level of clothes being clean. They want the same level of food being prepared. And all you are is a grown boy. Yes, you are. I challenge every you know, some of my best friends. And this is where we, we kind of get into issues, because that's like you never live by yourself. Yes. You went from living to your house to living with this girl. So, and and the honest truth is you didn't you didn't start to put any type of skills for yourself that give you the confidence to be a real man. So now when you're going through issues in the relationship and she's challenging your residence, yes. now you're nervous. Yes. Because, one, you, you don't have the skills to do it on yourself, yes. right? And yes. now you're, you're imposed by it because you've been living for X amount of years and you haven't developed any history around ownership. Agreed. And you can't go back to your parents' house. Wow. So, so I think, to your point, we, we have to, like, push our young men out of the nest. And that starts around 16, right? I see my... We, we talk about it. Your young men getting dropped off at the barbershop when they live two blocks away. Yes.
0: You get and, your butt up. it's not raining. It's not snowing. It's nothing. It's a nice sunny day. Get your butt up and get on a bike or walk over and get
1: your responsibilities yes. done. Yes, Where's your chores? Yes. How many kids I come to find don't even have chores
0: anymore? I agree 100% with that.
1: We can't build skills of accountability if we're not giving kids the, the tools in which to do so. So... Y- y- You have to do those those small things, making your bed, so that you can pay your rent. Agreed. And I think our men have to step into a space of being uncomfortably challenged with living on themselves. Every every man between somewhere between twenty one and twenty six needs a year of living on their own, not living with a family member, not living with a spouse or a girlfriend, figuring it out and living on their own. You got to find it in the wilderness.
0: I agree. Now, I want to I want to say this. Do you believe? there's a positive and there's a negative, right? You believe that, we all believe that there's a positive and a negative. You know the one thing I've realized, that negative-wise, right, you can speak things into existence, right? With speaking negative about, like I, know, I notice a lot of men and women talk bad about each other. And when you hear this, right, I'm like, there's a devil and there's a God, right? The devil wants to cause as much turmoil and as much friction as he can before that day is over, right? So if he knows that you have this much turmoil, you stress, aggravation about men. And you're telling the men that keep approaching you, right? But if you've noticed, ladies, why are the same men keep approaching you? Because you're speaking these men back into your life. Yes, you keep putting the energy out about Tyrone who hurt you. And guess what? The devil's giving you another Tyrone, but this Tyrone name is Mike. And then you leave Mike, he's gonna give you another one named Charles. And then he's gonna give you another one named James. And then he's gonna give you another one named Chris Richards. I just said that funny.
1: Because you could.
0: (laughs) And it's because you're putting out the same energy.
1: You're giving the, the universe the same blueprint for the person that you're searching for. You're going to the same places. Yes, you You're are. probably having the same dresses. Yes. You might have on the same perfume. It, it, it sounds really funny, but the thing is, if you haven't switched up anything about your approach, then why would you expect anything different?
0: And that's, what, that's what's weird when you listen to people. I'm like, you know, today we're talking about in order to get a drastic change in your life, you have to make a drastic change in your life. So maybe you may have to come, out of your, come off your high horse and date a different type of person. You know, because in reality, we tend to always look for what we want and not what we need. I need respect. I need someone that has integrity. I need someone who's going to show my children what a woman looks like. You know, I don't want a person that's going to confuse my children to say a man and a woman constantly bickers and compete with each other. Ladies, I'm not in competition with you. Let me get this on record. And I want to say this wholeheartedly. Ladies, I am not insecure, so there is no reason to compete with you. If I can't build with you, then all we can do is destroy. The whole concept of coming together is to build a family. I don't see how a woman could be my, um, my enemy. I don't see how a woman could be my, 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 my... When God speaks on a woman, he says they're supposed to be your helpmate. And helpmate is, the word help in itself tells you building together, helping each other achieve. And then a mate is one who is a teammate, a partner. So as a help partner, you know, and that's how I see it and view it. I don't understand how so many people have this mentality of trying to get to certain levels, but yet, and still they speak so negative. You know, I, I had to learn to see the positive in everything. You know, and a lot of men nowadays, they take advantage of their sisters. And I have to say this, for sure. I'm being honest. They take advantage of their sisters. Not seeing that you're never going to be blessed hurting your sisters is impossible. You know, um, we need to learn the difference between a rape victim and someone making a poor decision. You know, some of us are psycholo- psychologically brainwashed into believing behaving a certain way is cool. And we need to unlearn bad habits. You know, I'm willing to unlearn more bad habits. I realized that I had a lot of bad habits, bro. Yeah. A lot. A lot, and you know, we always say humans are creatures of, of habit, creatures of habit. So I had to learn some unlearn some bad habits.
1: Yeah, I think I think we have to get back to just really connecting and back to going back to your point about competition. You yes, know, I, I just think about like the early '90s and the Cosby Show. You know, and and everybody could have whatever opinion about Bill Cosby, but the Cosby Show and um, a different world were intentional things that gave Black people a view of like what a utopian idea of Black people should be, right? Agree. And although it was a doctor and a lawyer, but it was really around how does a Black family look and how does a relationship look. And I don't know if we've had enough visual representation of that dynamic ever since, right? Maybe not in just a show, maybe in YouTube, maybe just an idea. But I think that Cosby show gives me an ideal that we. Have come away with, and that's that. You get yours, you get mine, and we come, we 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 make it together. We build together. And, and Jay Z and Beyonce are probably the most relevant examples of what that looks like. But we need to make that the norm. Yes, we do. And, and when you and when people start to see that, oh, it's easier in life to work together than to work counteractively, then you're gonna have, I think, more success. I think. We've, we've glorified the baby mama too much. We've made her so funny. And so, so, so we made that situation. So, so apparent that everybody thinks that's the norm and that's not it. You're not supposed to have kids out of wedlock. I need to tell you that. I'm not saying that I don't saying it, it doesn't it happen, happen. Right. But I'm saying you shouldn't intentionally, you should value your relationship and value the life that you're creating so much that you try to avoid it as much as possible unless you're ready. And that's a responsibility, right? So I I think if we start to look at that and look at it at its importance around us building and building strong families, which lead to strong communities, then I think we start to really make impact. But if we keep thinking like we can throw trash in our own neighborhoods and what I do doesn't really matter, like I can have two or three girls and continue to do this lifestyle that doesn't really build anything, you're more part of the problem than the solution. And you may be thinking you're lit, but in all cases, you're probably not building towards anything. Financial success, your success, or community or family success.
0: I agree, because like you said, if you're not building, we're destroying, right? And so with that being said, I'm looking at it like, look, from like for most people, they're destroying. You know, one day I met, I think I told you the story. I went to go see one of my good friends, and we haven't really hung out in a long time. And I'm sitting there talking to him, and we're, we're in front of his house. He's eating like chicken. And he's just throwing the bones on the floor. So I asked him a question. I said, you know, you're going to take this wrong. He said, what? I said, when I asked you, why is your neighborhood dirty? Are you going to blame the white man? <laughs> and he said, what you say? I said, when I asked you, why is your neighborhood so dirty? Are you going to blame the white man? And then he said, Yo, yeah, why you got say it like that? And I said, say it like what? I just asked you a simple question. Anytime something makes us uncomfortable, we automatically go on something called the defense or we deflect. Opposed to simply answering the question. After you see your neighborhood dirty, are you going to blame the white man? He got upset. He said, yo, you, you, you and this all this philosophical crap. And I said, yo, bro. You're throwing chicken bones in front of your home. So now, if I was standing in front of your home throwing chicken bones, would you want to fight me?
1: Well, let's define that. Yes. I'm, I don't know that brother, but I'm probably sure that he either rents or he doesn't own the house. He's a renter. Okay. so So let's get this understood. If you rent, you don't own. So that means that if you live in an apartment and you rent, you have no control of that. You temporarily live there, and so what I've learned is that people who rent don't have the same mentality as people who own. In most cases, and in a lot of cases, and so not I, totally though, not totally, because but a eventually lot of cases, the
0: renter could be the owner,
1: and, and mo- a lot happens a lot in the south. You get rent to rent, own, but I, I'm just talking from my experience. In those cases, in those the, the, the ones that you just described, mm-hmm. it's somebody that doesn't take value of where they're staying. I agree. And the only time that you do is when you understand ownership. I agree. And you should own. And that's what's going to make our communities better. So to everybody who's listening, if you're renting, that is great. One, it prevents you from being homeless. I never want to stop that because that's important. But you should work towards ownership. And it doesn't have to be a one-family home. You should own the space that you live in because that's the first place that you can start to appreciate what you what you learn live where you live and how you live i agree and that that's the only reason i can say that because we never take appreciation i didn't know what garbage service and sanitation was until i started paying for it I agree i'm gonna keep it 100 i used to just throw whatever down the the, the project shoot whatever would fit Right. I'm gonna just keep it 100. But you only understand these things when you step into a space of more knowledge and more accountability. And that goes back to what we talk about being being men is where you be accountable and you're growing. And these are the lessons that come along with it. So I think we all got to make sure that we try to strive towards ownership.
0: So here's my question. As as a man. What is something we can close out? Uh, Giving men some form of understanding of how to hold yourself accountable, how to grow, how to become a man, for one who doesn't have the, quote-unquote, like we said, the Cosby show, the examples of what a family looks like. What could we do to start significantly helping change this mentality? Because I feel like it's become a culture now.
1: Yeah. It's
0: become a culture to this point. Like, it's like a, like, people, like what you said earlier, and and it bothered me because I see a truth. There are a lot of people who are more comfortable being baby mamas than actually being wives. Absolutely. They look at it like, I can commit myself to a 21-year headache with a man with a child than a marriage that I could easily just divorce and walk away from. There's no divorce when two people have a child.
1: There's no divorce. I need you to understand that. Yes. You you with that
0: person Forever. forever.
1: (laughs) <laughs> did you understand that so it's kind of weird we also got to make marriage more realistic too that could be another conversation yes. because i think people don't get married because they just don't understand like the steps like i didn't know that you need a license and i didn't know that you can go to the courthouse and you know like i think that is also another conversation but i do want to go back to what you're saying one good thing cuz i think on closing out i always like to give people some some knowledge or something they can take with them okay you go through your rolodex you have a cell phone you have contacts you have the five people that you call the most. Five, nine times out of ten, those aren't the people that's going to hold you accountable. You go through to somebody in your life that's going to hold you accountable. If you're a man, it has to be another man. It has to be Uncle Johnny. It has, it has to be Reverend Jenkins. It has to be Coach Smith. It has to be somebody that you have a responsibility to. And that's gonna hold you accountable to being better than yourself. And the the first thing you do is you sit down and you have a conversation with that trustworthy person and say, I'm willing to to make a change in where I see myself going. I'ma need your help. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna get some amount of energy or steps to take you on to your next step. Cause I think lasting change is incremental. So take the first one. And that's one that's one tip I can give you.
0: I agree. And I wanna say this before we get up out of here. Ladies, if God is our father, Right? That makes you my spiritual sister. And brothers, if God is your father and God is my father, that makes you my spiritual brother. So with that being said, what father do you know that will bless you for hurting your sibling? Right? So again, men, love on your sisters. Sisters, love on your brothers. Before you talk about them, learn about them and understand why they may be the way they are because sometimes the book may look what it is or the chapter that you walked on in on, you might think you understand something. You don't know the chapters before you came into their life. Until next time, do me a favor. Don't let that go over your head.